Welcome in to the Tuesday, December 14th edition of the Fun Astrology Podcast. Thomas Miller from The Road. Thanks for joining us. Let's uh, keep rolling on some of the things that we did not get to yesterday as we spent the focus on Mars, which I think is quite significant, and we should keep our eye on both sides of that Mars-Sagittarius coin. But let's take a minute to talk about that second ingress from yesterday, and that is Mercury moving into Capricorn. What might that look like? Well, the first thing I think we should do is tip our hats to our ancient ancestors in astrology and see if it is going to be in either exaltation, detriment, or fall. No, it is none of the above. So we are clear. So then we start to look at, obviously, the seasoning that Capricorn brings to Mercury. So let's think about Mercury. Communication, learning, knowledge, education, travel, siblings, neighbors all cocooned in Capricornian structure, foundation, build it well. Also, the sea goat climbing the mountain. I love what Steve Forrest says about that. Capricorn is always climbing the mountain, but you just, the key is you have to be sure you're climbing the right mountain. (laughs) You know, you do all this work and this new learning after the first of the year, and you realize you get up there six months later, dang it, I climbed the wrong mountain. So you need those intuitive check-ins along the way to make sure that you are indeed climbing the right peak. And by the way, for those of you with a lot of planets in Capricorn, sun, moon, rising, etc., or just a good old-fashioned stellium, that's a lifelong journey for you. So that's number one, just thinking about all those mercurial areas of our life that are going to come under more structure, more focus, more discipline, more diligence. We're going to be wanting to reach some goals. We're going to want to take things deeper. Measure the outcomes, and let's make sure we're heading in a direction that serves our soul and serves our purpose. That's the structure around Mercury. But in the middle of all of that, it goes retrograde. (laughs) Whoops. That's like climbing the mountain, and all of a sudden you hit some loose rock, and you fall back down. Whoops. (laughs) Rock slide. That rock slide starts on the 14th of January when Mercury stations to go retrograde, where it stays until February 3rd. And that's going to be an interesting change of energy right there around the 1st of February, by the way, because right there at the end of January, Venus turns direct from its retrograde. So Venus direct, then Mercury direct, then Mercury clears its shadow, and voila, what do we get on the other side? The Pluto return. My goodness, aren't you glad you chose this time of of the world's timeline to be on planet Earth and to be awake and seeing what's going on in the skies to understand the consciousness of where we are? So all that structure with Mercury, making sure we're headed in the right direction, and then we'll take a big pause in the middle of it to sit under a juniper tree and contemplate if we're heading up the right mountain. Now, let's go back because yesterday I wanted to get to this and we spent so much time on Mars. Pluto and Venus conjoined each other on Sunday. Now, this is kind of an interesting series or timeline around Venus because we've had this three-step dance. We had the out of bounds on the 7th, the conjunction on 1212, and then Venus goes retrograde on 1219. So I'm in Texas. We just did a three-step. I guess that's a two-step with a stutter. I don't know. (laughs) It's like we got this boom, boom, boom. And then if you throw in the, what is it, January 29th 
station direct for Venus, then we kind of complete now a four-step. But I think that that conjunction of Pluto and Venus on Sunday was really significant. And and if you're into numbers, and if you're especially into sequential numbers, 12-12 also just amplifies that theory. If you think about it, that was Venus conjoining the same Pluto that just in nine weeks is going to be returning to the same place where it was. I mean, we are square in the middle of the Pluto return. Somebody asked me the other day, what does that look like? What does that mean? Well, we don't know because, number one, you've never had a major superpower in modern any kind of correlated modern history that we can pattern after. And I would put a wider orb on this than a lot of people, and I would actually take the orb all the way back, and I'm going to be very controversial here, but I'm going to take it all the way back basically to the 1950s and 60s, where I think our culture began its next major shift that has led us up to where we are today. And there are so many things that either are going to get a reset Or you have to wonder, how long can the music continue to play before it stops and everybody falls down, and who is the one left standing? There are things that we can talk about as we get closer to that, but I just wanted to point out that, wow, Venus conjoining Pluto, I think has more yet unknown and unseen implications. But we've talked about it, we mentioned it last week, that if something around money happened for you, which it kind of did after Thanksgiving and the least least in the markets, or something in a relationship. That was a powerful aspect for sure. One other thing I wanted to mention here, interesting observation looking at the chart. Jupiter is at the bending of the nodes. What does that mean? Well, if you take the axis between the north and south nodes of the moon, which are always opposite each other, Jupiter is at a 90-degree angle or a square aspect to that line. And we are applying, meaning it's moving more toward that perfect square because that will happen on or around the 28th when Jupiter crosses over into Pisces. And Jupiter is what they call the south bending of the nodes, which means it's more of a along the lines of the collective. It's affecting all of us. In other words, this challenge of the nodes, this squaring up it's interesting that Jupiter is here because the nodes are about to the south nodes about to move out of Sagittarius, which Jupiter rules, into Scorpio. And right there as it's getting ready to leave, boom, there is Jupiter sitting there squaring up. It's like paying the tab. When you holler at the waitress, check please. <laughs> That's what we've got going on. Interesting karmic work, in other words, could be a focus because we're leading up to this sign change of the nodes, which is going to be a big deal because we're moving into Scorpio. That needs to perk your ears up for sure. All right, you guys, have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow and continue the conversation because we're going to talk about Mars actually aligning with the South Node and the North Node. We'll talk about that tomorrow. 